What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another fantasy booking edition of the Smartout Moments Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, flying solo for this edition for something that was not at all planned for our schedule. So, long story short, we were originally planning, as I mentioned before, to do the Heat of the Moment tournament, where we would have done the entire tournament in one shot. Rob, Callum, and I would have all debated about the bracket. We would have settled on who is the hottest heel in WWE and AEW today. And then eventually we ran into an issue where Rob was having a bunch of uh, internet problems. And that kind of pushed our schedules to a point where I needed to try to figure out something that I could do on my own. So I was trying to figure out other options and I ended up just going back to this was something that I had had on the back burner. I, I figured I might get around to it in a few months, maybe around Survivor Series time where we might talk about like Raw versus SmackDown and whatever thought maybe we would get around to it maybe next year or something because originally, as we said before, WWE was going to do King and Queen of the Ring and they ended up switching to Night of Champions earlier this year. Now, when they did that, that switched a little bit of our schedule around as well. And I had started to work on this whole King of the Ring mock draft and everything. Of course, if you go in the past, you can check out old episodes that were revolving around that. But I had also been messing around with an ultimate night of champions fantasy booking concept and trying to maybe get everybody who had fought for a, a title and limit them into like a mock draft where we have to pick. Okay. If you pick that person for the intercontinental championship, then they're off the table for the world title. And, you know, we might still do something like that, but my uh, past work on this was something that I had just chipped away at a little bit here and there. I mean, there's plenty of things that I have, notes on for podcasts that we've never done and we might not ever do or some things that a few months or even a few years down the line we come back to it essentially what this is is i am going to be booking what i think the ultimate fantasy booking card for night of champions would be for 25 championships that have been in wwe it's not every single belt that's ever existed in the company because there are a few that don't have enough people for it or that I don't think anybody cares about. So before we get started, I want to lay out some ground rules and talk about some of the things that aren't going to happen on here. And then we'll talk about the things that will. So for instance, I combined all the different tag team titles from the past that really don't matter. You know, the United States tag team championship, the intercontinental tag team championship, the international tag team championship, all that stuff I'm throwing in with the raw and SmackDown tag team titles and the WWE tag team titles, the world tag team titles. They're all just the tag titles, the men's tag team championship. It's the simplest way to do it. Although I do have NXT tag team titles and NXT UK tag titles separate. So I did have my distinction there. I got rid of things like the martial arts title, the Canadian championship, the international, the North American, the NXT ones there, but the 1979 to 1981, that one's gone. Any NWA title, the junior heavyweight, I combined the light heavyweight and the cruiserweight from the Hornswoggle lineage to the cruiserweight from like TJP and, you know, the NXT purple championship. I also decided to combine the Raw and SmackDown women's titles and basically just treat this all as the women's championship, 
the Divas Championship, the NXT and the NXT UK women's titles, and then the women's tag for the main roster and the NXT women's tag. Those are the only women's championships that are on here. So you'll see how this all plays out. And the other thing for me to say ahead of time is when I started to book this and I started to pick the people for these different matches, I was realizing, you know, I really wish I could put this person on the match. And I really think that this person could get in there. So I give myself a little window of flexibility, but then that also influenced a lot of other things. What I'm doing here is I'm going to treat this as the four corners type of match setup. So all, all of these matches are fatal four ways. The reason why is because I always like the four corners concept. You know, it's the four pillars, whatever you want to call it. I call four corners because I think that it's like, you know, the four corners of the ring. For these championships, it's almost a little bit like a Mount Rushmore for each individual thing for me. But I'm also limiting it to where one person can only be in one championship. So, for example, just to toss out one of the names that isn't involved on here, I'm going to spoil a little bit. Uh, Gold Dust is an Intercontinental Champion. Now, if I were to have picked him for the Intercontinental Championship, I couldn't have Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes defend the tag titles. That would eliminate him, which would eliminate Cody from being able to do the, the uh, tag team titles unless he had a different partner like Damian Sandow or uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. I can't ju just pick people and say, all right, well, you know, Kofi Kingston won a tag team championship and so did Billy Gunn. So those two are a tag team. Nope. Has to be the actual tag team. And if there aren't four people, it's not in included. If there are more than four people, some people just don't get in the match. And that's kind of what it leads to this setup. So before I get started into that too much, I want to just remind everybody that as we go along here, I want to know what you have to say. So drop your thoughts in the comments below. While you're there on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, ring that little notification bell, click on the join button, get access to the dark cast stuff and the pick poison and you know, even if you want to toss a little spare change our way through the thanks button, that's great. The merchandise on Redbubble and TeePublic. As far as the Heat of the Moment tournament is concerned, that probably will end up being a dark cast for the beginning of August or so. Maybe the tail end of July, depending on how quickly we can record when I come back from my trip and everything. But effectively, we will come back around to that. So we're just taking a little detour here with the Night of Champions stuff. So uh, I think that that kind of sets up as much as I can talk about ahead of time, which means that I should start getting into the actual card and the explanation of how this is, uh, you know, I mean, it's good if you can see the visual and you can kind of understand it that way. So let's just kind of dive into it here. Let's start off with the NXT UK Women's Championship, because this is one of the ones that fundamentally needs to be first since it only actually has four people who have been champion. Technically, five people have been champion if you count Mandy Rose and you say that she won the championship in the unification. You could count her. And if you want to make your own cards and you want to play with that rule a little bit, by all means, go right ahead. I wanted to keep it a little bit more on the 
strict side as much as I can because I am giving myself this fatal four-way. So that means I had no other options. It has to be a fatal four-way between the first ever champion, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, who beat her, Kaylee Ray, who beat Tony Storm, and Mako Satomura, who beat Kaylee Ray. So Ripley, Storm, Kaylee Ray, and Satomura against each other. How does this play out? Now, I'm not going to fantasy book the full feud and do all that for everything, because not only would that take absolutely forever, but I actually don't have notes for a lot of that. So just looking at this, this is the way that I perceive it. Kaylee Ray is not at all going to be the winner. I know that you could use some upsets once in a while and that that can be kind of fun, but I am not going to go in that direction. I was not the biggest fan of her as the champion. I wanted her to drop it a lot sooner than she did. So, you know, I was kind of disappointed that it took forever, but I would not go with Meiko Satomura either. I would lean actually more towards, if out of everybody that's there, I would lean towards Tony Storm being the winner of this. Rhea Ripley is somebody I rank higher in the overall grand scheme of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. But I think that Tony Storm was kind of made for this championship. And yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea every once in a while of just straight up babyface wins. And Rhea Ripley was somebody who was a heel as the champion and all. So I would go most likely with Tony Storm pinning Kaylee Ray. So that's just how this is going to work. And that meant, for instance, I couldn't pick Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. I couldn't pick Rhea Ripley for that. I couldn't pick Rhea Ripley for the women's title for the main roster. It just eliminated them from the mix. So I guess we should just continue on with the women's titles. And then we should you know, move on to the men's. How do you go from the four and the NXT UK women's titles and you try to balance out all of the rest of the ones? Well, I guess let's go with the NXT women's tag titles. Now, this one has a limited amount of people as well. So I chose the ones that I felt were the best representations. I think I did with all the other ones that are here. But we have Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. The uh, the way, I should say. Not the Ray. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez or Raquel Gonzalez, whatever you want to call her. Katana Chance and Caden Carter, they were the longest reigning champions, and we didn't have as many other people that we can work with either. And of course, we have Toxic Attraction in there. That's JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. This four-way is not the strongest out of everything because, let's face it, they treated these belts like garbage, and nobody really possibly could care all that much. But nevertheless, that is the fatal four-way that you get for this, and I would go more with Toxic Attraction winning this than the other teams because they were such a bigger focal point. Part of me would want to go with Dakota Kai and Raquel because they did win it as the inaugural ones. They won it again later on and all, but they did the thing that happens with Raquel all the time, which is she wins the title and then they immediately take it away from her. So yeah, I could have put Roxanne and I could have put Cora. I could have put some other different tag teams we had out there, but I figured this would be the best lineup that would give me more options for other things down the line so i'm gonna go toxic attraction wins this and get uh, a heel win on there this of course is not going to be spread out in the order of what the card would be like i wouldn't just go here's six women's matches and then here's a whole bunch of men's matches i'm just doing this for the the efficiency of this plus i have 
tons of graphics up on my screen. So somewhere down the line, I'm going to lose track of it. I'm going to click on the wrong one. And yeah, it's easier if I kind of take out all the women's ones and then move them around and all. So that's the NXT women's tag team titles. What about the main roster women's tag titles? Now that has another wider variety of options. So you get to play around with some people that maybe you would want to include in the normal women's championship or the NXT championship or, you know, whatever it might be. But when I had the whole like push comes to shove type of moment here, I ended up going with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross together. That way that gets Alexa Bliss on the card. That gets uh, a team that's won it twice on the card too. So, you know, shout out to them for that. Of course, you got to have Bailey and Sasha Banks on there. They were the easiest two to put in there. Now, I know that a lot of people would have said, but you got to have the four horsewomen against each other or something. Then I like to switch it up a little bit. So Bailey and Sasha as a unit to represent the tag team division fits extremely well to me. There's also the Iconics. And to go along with Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the newest tag team that won the titles and really didn't do Jack with them, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Now, Shayna has been a tag team champion with Nia Jax, but of course I'm going to go Ronda instead because I think that that would make the better match. This foursome of tag teams has a very clear winner. It should be Bailey and Sasha Banks. You could go with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler They are the team that should be the most dominant, at least, you know, Alexa and Nikki kind of working their way through the system a little bit, doing their own thing. Maybe they would be kind of the baby faces in here again, like maybe Ronda and Shayna and the iconics of the two heels, Bailey and Sasha, Bliss and Cross are the two baby faces, or maybe they go on the tweener side. I don't know, but Ronda and Shayna should be the most dominant and they should be going into it as the champions or the ones that you would think would win. Bailey and Banks have the best camaraderie between them, so I'm going to go with them. That leaves three more women's titles out there, including the NXT Women's Championship. going to go Paige versus Io Shirai versus Kairi Sane versus Asuka. Now, Asuka was my go-to. She was the one that I said, all right, well, Definitely Asuka. Paige was one that I had sort of in the the maybe pile. Io and Kyrie, of course, in the maybe pile. If I didn't limit myself to having only you can be in one championship, this wouldn't be my lineup. I'll admit that. I probably would swap Paige out. I probably would swap Kyrie out. I don't know if I would swap Io. I, I would be at least tempted to go with like Asuka versus Rhea versus Shayna versus charlotte or something but since i needed to use people for other things i think this is a pretty damn good lineup for this you know we have three of the japanese talent that really showcased how nxt's women's championship could be different and you got Paige. she is as iconic with that women's title as you could possibly get for more than one different reason and out of these they're all great performers i'm a fan of all of them from when they were the champion but there's a very clear and obvious winner. It's Asuka. You know, she was undefeated in NXT. So why would she lose the championship in this one? Nope. She's not going to lose to Paige. She's not going to lose to Io. She's not going to lose to Kyrie. This is Asuka winning this. And she would be that unstoppable 
babyface, kind of tweenerish at some times type character. Sorry to the Ember Moons and the other people that have won this title that just didn't make the cut. Not everybody can be in a four-way. Only four. Let's talk about the Divas Championship and the Women's Championship. Like the, I guess you would call it like the proper Women's Championship. Now, this was another one of those things where I was like, do I go with people from certain eras? Do I mash up different eras? Whatever. I decided to go with the Divas Championship being AJ Lee versus Michelle McCool versus Beth Phoenix versus Mickey James. I've said before a million times, all four of these are four of, I think, the best women that have ever been in WWE. Mickey James, arguably my favorite women uh, women's professional wrestler of all time. AJ Lee, I thought was fantastic. Michelle McCool, I think is underrated. Beth didn't get remotely the success that she was able to do. I think this would be actually a pretty damn good match overall. They're all capable in the ring. They all know what they're doing. All of them could be the person that walks out with this championship. All of them could be the person that walks into the match with the championship for that matter. I probably would lean a little bit more towards the champion being Michelle McCool and the winner. I don't want to have everything be somebody being the champion and then walking out with a new champion. I kind of figure maybe Asuka would be the NXT women's champion for that reason. Uh, But I would go with Michelle being the champion going into this match. And then the winner probably being AJ Lee. I'd go with Mickey. I could go with uh, Beth. I could go with Michelle retaining. I don't know. There's something to the idea that AJ wins that, that I kind of like. So we're going to go AJ Lee winning the Divas Championship. Now, I almost included uh, Melina. I almost included the Bella Twins. I thought about Kelly Kelly. I thought about Eve Torres. But these are the four that I think would have put on the best match, which then puts me into the women's title. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Lita versus Trish. Now, Trish Stratus and Lita have that sort of Becky and Charlotte thing going on. Like they, It's basically two sets of friends that were enemies as much as they were friends. And you've got the two redheads against the two blondes. You've got the two veterans against the two horsewomen. There are a lot of ways you could play into this match and that this would have been a really good setup for them. And just like the other things, could have very easily put Beth in here and taken her out of the Divas match. Could have done that with Mickey or for Michelle McCool or Melina. Whatever your preferences are, this is what I ended up going with. I would go with Charlotte going in as the champion. And I probably would have Charlotte retain the championship. If she's not going to retain it, I'd go with Becky winning. Take your pick between the two. Sometimes you have to have the champion retain overall, despite how Becky has had more success in some ways than Charlotte Flair. I do think that when push comes to shove, Charlotte Flair does take a little bit of priority over Becky for just being like the woman in WWE history in a lot of different ways. But, you know, I'm not going to turn my nose up to Becky Lynch winning this match and declaring herself the man, (laughs) you know, to get that all in there. Um, So that's the women's titles. Now, there are, of course, plenty more men's championships. We actually have 19 more left to go here. But in the same vein, you have to start somewhere. 
And when I had looked at all these lists, I realized that there were a couple championships that they only had a few to work with. One of them being the million dollar championship. Now this one has five or six, if I remember correctly, two of them not being included, of course, because this is only a fatal four way. The two I did not include are Stone Cold Steve Austin or the Ringmaster and LA Knight. Why not those two? Well, I'm not going to put Stone Cold in the million dollar championship match and leave him outside of the world title. Let's just be perfectly honest. I got to go Ted DiBiase versus Ted DiBiase Jr. versus Cameron Grimes versus Virgil. Yes, you could switch Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. But to me, if I'm going for a Mount Rushmore type of perception to this whole thing, I think that it makes more sense for the million dollar championship to go with the people that were more associated with it. So, of course, Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase Jr. But Cameron Grimes was more of a focal point than L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight was just the opposition. Virgil, naturally, has his whole history with the DiBiase family. So, who's the champion going in? Well, it's Ted DiBiase. Who's the champion coming out of this? I think I'd go Ted DiBiase Jr., to be honest. Part of me would want to go with Virgil just to tell that story of, like, you know, how he's got his... uh you know, his former boss's championship and, you know, kind of play around with that. But I think that there's something to be said about the son usurping the throne and Ted DiBiase Jr. walking away with this championship and feeling like, all right, I got my inheritance. (laughs) That's kind of your story to this match. So it's Ted DiBiase being the, the dad that holds the paychecks and Cameron Grimes being a guy who's just working his way to the moon and Virgil being a, you know, uh, an ex-employee that is trying to get revenge on them. And then Ted DiBiase Jr. just, you know, stealing the family fortune in some ways. One of the sillier ones that's out there, but you can't get much sillier than 24-7 championship. Now, this one has so many people I could have picked from. And I decided to go with a little bit of a spin on it. So... There are more than four people that I think are synonymous with the 24-7 championship. There's one main person, though. That's R-Truth. So what I'm doing here is I'm actually going to do eight people for this one because I'm going to have four men and four women. And I actually kind of booked out a little bit of a scenario in my mind. I unfortunately was not able to put Jinder Mahal on here. Jinder Mahal and R-Truth had a pretty good back and forth. But I think that the best back and forth that they ever had was R-Truth and Drake Maverick. They had spent a lot of time with Akira Tozawa and Reggie and R-Truth and that the three of them were bouncing around eventually with Tamina and Dana Brooke and Carmella and Nikki Cross, Nikki A-S-H. Now I have Nikki in the tag team match with Alexa Bliss, so couldn't put her in there, but instead I put Maria in there because Maria Kanellis is forever in the record books. She is going to be the only person to ever hold a championship while being pregnant. I mean, I don't think that they can ever pass that record. So here's the scenario that I got in mind. 24-7 title is set up to be like an indeterminate amount of time. I don't know. Take your pick on how long you want this match to go or if you want it to just be perpetually happening here and there. Our truth goes in as the champion and we see them bouncing around between Drake Maverick and 
uh, Kiritazawa and Reggie and Truth and back and forth between all of them until eventually Reggie gets pinned by Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke then is in that position that they put her in before where it was like, oh, well, the men don't want to go after her because they don't want to be like awful. So the women kind of come into the mix. Then you start seeing like Carmella is fighting for our truth and herself, of course, to try to get 24 seven championship back. And Tamina is in there and she's asserting her dominance and everything. And eventually Maria is able to catch a pinfall on one of them. So then they do another one of those stops where it's like, well, nobody wants to hit the pregnant woman and whatever, obviously. Now, Maria had gotten pinned from Mike Canellis, and they did a whole thing where she was like on this table and he pinned her and whatever. I would balance this all out by having it be our truth keeps talking about, of course, he wants to get his baby back. So what does he do? He figures out a way to pretend to be like her doctor or something the way that they had done that. And he's able to pin her. So he's got his baby back. She's got her baby. (laughs) It's one of these stupid things like that because this was a stupid fucking championship and they took a concept that would have been great and they flushed it down the toilet. So we're just going to flush this down the toilet as well, but it's going to be truth to Maverick to truth, to Reggie to Tozawa to Maverick to Tozawa to truth to Reggie, whatever you want to do to Dana, to Carmela, to Tamina, to Maria it's all going to come back to our truth and he's going to run away happy. There you go. That's the 24 seven championship. We got that out of the way. I think you're okay. <laughs> now, one of the championships that doesn't have any real options to play around with at all, because there's only four champions is the NXT UK title. The United kingdom championship has only been won by four people. So I had to book that as one of the first things, which means Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn versus Walter Versus Ilya Dragunov. If you don't know who those are for, you know, you're brand new to the pro wrestling scene. Pete Dunne is Butch. Walter is Gunther. Now, those four are the four champions. Bate won it. He lost it to Dunne. He lost it to Walter. He lost it to Dragunov. They are the only people. You could, I guess, technically say Braun Breaker. He beat Tyler Bate in the unification match. But would you or anybody else really think that you should take one of these guys out and put Braun Breaker in there. I say that with a little bit of a man, I wish I could because I'm going to spoil already. I really wish I could have had mustache mountain in the NXT UK tag title match. And same thing when it comes to the heritage cup, Tyler Bate was a heritage cup champion so i had to take him out of there which was just like man you're killing me here so tyler Bate versus pete dunn versus falter versus Ilya dragunov whether he goes in as champion and he leaves with the championship or he goes in as a challenger he wins this 100 has to be walter wins this you got to go with the big man he has Defined that championship, I think, more than the others, despite Bate being the first and the, the only person that's won it twice and all. I definitely lean more towards Walter. So you got to go with the big man winning this in what I would assume would be a fucking hell of a match. Bate versus Dunn versus Walter versus Dragunov. Sign me up for that match, man. I mean, I want to see that for sure. So you got Walter, 
walking out with the NXT UK championship, which then means, as I said before, you can't use Tyler Bate for those other uh, titles, the NXT UK tag titles or the Heritage Cup. And then that means you're limited, again, to only having certain people for the Heritage Cup because only five people have won it. One of those ties, uh, one of those was Tyler Bate. So we're left with a kid versus Noam Dar versus Mark Coffey versus Nathan Fraser. Most uh, recent of the bunch. This would be one of my least favorite matches of the card. To be perfectly honest, I do have some appreciation for some of these guys in particular. Noam Dar is my favorite out of the four of them, but this whole heritage cup thing has never been my favorite. I don't like the British rounds rules things. I guess this would have to be one of those, but I don't know how you would necessarily do that in a four-way context. To be perfectly honest, I don't really care. I don't think anybody else does either. The Heritage Cup is kind of blah. So I would most likely have Noam Dar walking in as the champion. And again, I probably would have Noam Dar walking out as the champion. I think that he is the best representation of that Heritage Cup. Now, it doesn't have to be who is the top of the Mount Rushmore winning these matches. It's who I think would be the most interesting and how you would play around with the Knight of Champions card, assuming that you watched a 25-match Fatal 4-Way setup. I just think that that, you know, sometimes you have the heels win. Sometimes you have the champions retain. I think that that works better. You could easily just have, like, a kid go out of here and whatever. I don't think anyone's going to really care too much. But unfortunately, that means once again, we're in a position where having to include Akid, Noam Dar, Nathan Fraser, and Mark Coffey instead of Tyler Bate, because I needed to have those four for the NXT United Kingdom Championship, means I couldn't have Gallus for the NXT UK tag titles. But here's what I did. I have Grizzled Young Veterans against Pretty Deadly versus South Wales Subculture, the Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews team. And I have Gallus down as Joe Coffey and Wolfgang. To the best of my recollection, I don't remember Joe Coffey defending the title on his brother's behalf, but he might have. <laughs> I just didn't have enough time to do my research for this. If push comes to shove, and if you were to say, look, that doesn't count, you can't swap him in there because he wasn't a tag team champion, technically speaking, then it's pretty simple. Then you just replace Gallus with Ashton Carter or Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, or you go with Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. It's really more than anybody. Grizzle Young Veterans versus Pretty Deadly, to be honest. Now, Gallus would be my go-to team of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang to represent this more so than you know, Briggs and Jensen or whatever it might be. But out of these, I'd have grizzled young veterans go in as the champs and either pretty deadly walks out with the titles or grizzled young veterans retain. I think I'd lean a little bit more towards pretty deadly win the titles from them. And they are much better teams. I think overall than to just toss it back on the gallus or whatever. Again, I mentioned, I wish I could have had Mustache Mountain in this match, but I couldn't have Tyler Bate. So if I could have had it just in a bubble on itself, probably would replace Flash Morgan Webster and uh, Mark Andrews with Mustache Mountain and probably would have the regular Gallus team in there. 
I don't know. Maybe I would replace Gallus with uh, Mustache Mountain. Again, not my most favorite championship, not the most important out of all of them. So that's another one out of the mix, which means I guess we should stick around with the, the NXT titles and kind of play into some of that kind of group a little bit because there's less of a crossover between them and some other people. So let's go with the... Hmm. Well, what's the best way that I can do this? So there were a lot of options for a lot of them. And I guess the best thing that I did was, I don't even know exactly how I had come around to, to this balancing act, but I think I might have started with the NXT tag titles. So let's go over there. Got American Alpha versus DIY, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Versus the Revival versus the Undisputed Era. That could be any two members of the Undisputed Era. All four were champions. Adam Cole, I'm saving for another championship. But American Alpha was an easy pick. They were fantastic. They don't need to be in the other titles for like the Raw and SmackDown titles or anything like that. The Revival, again, another easy pick. They just kicked all sorts of ass on NXT as the tag team division. And Undisputed Era, another very easy pick. Now, Gogano and Ciampa, I was really trying to figure out ways for them to be in the NXT championship match. But when I looked at the math, when I looked at the lineup of all the options, this was the means for me to just go, I got to get them on the card. I got to bypass the Street Profits and the Ascension and the War Raiders and AOP and, you know, these teams that were great and had a lot of great matches because I got to have Gargano and Ciampa together. You know, they're either going to be two of the NXT world title match. I guess it's not really a world title, but you know what I mean? They're either two of them or they're involved in the North American title stuff or they're in the tag things. That's it. So as a tag team, I think that that's the best functional way to utilize them. And as far as the undisputed era is concerned, I would probably go Roderick strong and Kyle O'Reilly rather than Bobby fish and Kyle O'Reilly. But you can take your pick. Out of this whole thing, you can't go wrong with who's the champ who walks away with the title. You can't go wrong. These are four amazing tag teams. Realistically, I probably would go Undisputed Era walk in as champions and the Revival walk out as champions. I think I'd lean a little bit more towards that direction because the Revival is one of the first teams that really put that tag team division on the map. Undisputed Era did in their own separate way. But I think we're going to go in that direction. I think we're going to go revival walk away with the belts that Undisputed Era had going in. Seems like that's kind of exhausting. But man, let me tell you about when you start booking the North American championship, because the North American title had a lot of options for it. And I ended up going with. Carmelo Hayes versus Damian Priest versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Now, I can say this outright. If Velveteen Dream being in the match is something you're not into, swap him with Wesley. Honestly, the match is going to be great with either of them. I personally think that Velveteen Dream would make for a more interesting setup for, you know, doing a different type of style because Wesley has a lot of the same similarities uh, between Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet. But... Again, you know, the whole yada yada problematic element of this. You want to swap him and uh, Wesley and uh, Velveteen Dream? Go right ahead, pretty much back and forth between the two. 
neither of them would have been my choice to walk away with the title nor to be the champion going into it. So it really doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, if you're thinking about it in that way. I would probably go Carmelo Hayes walking in as the champion and walking out as the champion. I think that he put a an extra spin on the North American title that not many other people have put that much of a focal point on. So I would give, you know, credit where it's due. I think I'd lean more towards him walking out than Priest and Ricochet, who were guys that I knew could be great to be added to the match, but they aren't necessarily people that I would be saying I'm that they're synonymous with the North American title. Whereas right now, at least I think of Carmelo Hayes as being like a North American champion for sure. So we're going to go with him at least walking out as a champion. Maybe go like Damian priest walking in or something. Yeah. You can play around with it a little bit, but uh, I think I'd go and kind of take care of it in that way to have a little bit of variety and kind of, you know, maybe stick to that idea of like he is uh, now an NXT champion, but we haven't seen much of that yet. So maybe down the line, I end up looking at this and going, hey, he would have been a great option for just the NXT championship. Well, instead, I went with the group that I thought kind of not really like the 100% the black and gold era 100% from like start to finish and all, but there's a little bit of variety here and there to them too. And those are not these ones. We get them out of the way. Seth Rollins, the first ever champion versus Finn Balor versus Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. You can take your pick of so many different people that could be in here. You could put Shinsuke Nakamura here, Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, Andrade. You can put Kevin Owens here. You could put Sami Zayn here. And it, pains me so much to not put some of them in there and honestly there is a major part of me that would say look if i'm booking this with my own personal preferences 100 percent, which is the vast majority of what we're going with here but i also when i try to do the fantasy booking things i don't know if you ever pick up on this i try not to make it just solely what i would want i try to go a little bit more with what do i think other people would like as well i would replace finn balor with Sami Zayn. And I would have him against Rollins, Cole, and Joe. But Balor has a bigger presence with this title. And I can't deny that. Balor has won it more times. He's held it longer. So he makes more sense to be in the match. Who's the champion going in? Who's the champion walking out? I'm thinking Seth Rollins is the champion going in. Adam Cole is the winner walking out. Cole, I think at this point he is the longest reigning if he's not the longest reigning he's the second longest reigning nxt champion man keith lee is another guy that i wish i could put in here big fan of keith lee you know you got your carrying crosses you got so many different people gargano of course i mentioned before chamaster champa you know the list goes on and on and on but somebody like a neville that you can put in here you can also put in another match maybe i do <laughs> the NXT Championship, though, Rollins, Balor, Cole, Joe. Tell me that that match would not be a damn good match. And Joe, of course, being the big monster of the, the group, you got the wily heel of Adam Cole. You got 
Seth Rollins with his fired up attitude. You got uh, Finn Balor. Maybe he's in demon mode. Probably the best case scenario. Cole wins the title like a little weasel. And Rollins is uh, no longer spinning that championship around. <laughs> that means we have 11 more to go here on these different cards that we haven't gotten into yet. So I mentioned before that, you know, the little spinoff championships and some of the ones that aren't, they don't have the biggest presence in the world. And I mentioned Neville. So let's go with it. The Cruiserweight Championship. Adrian Neville. I don't know why I typed out Adrian Neville because he was just Neville, but whatever. Who cares? Against Rey Mysterio versus X-Pac versus Eddie Guerrero. Again, you can pick so many people here. I like TJP. I like Gregory Helms. I, you know, Dean Malenko being in here would be great. Drew Gulak being in this match would be great. But I looked at it this way. It's got to be Ray, And Eddie can be in a lot of matches, but... When I looked at the list for Intercontinental and the world title and all, there were people that just took a higher priority over Eddie Guerrero for me. So I was like, I got to get Eddie on this card, man. Like Eddie's going to be a massive oversight if I don't get him on here. But he won the Cruiserweight Championship. So look at that. We can make him one of the competitors here. We know that Ray and Eddie are going to have great synergy together. X-Pac. Always been a fan of 123 Kid, always been a fan of X-Pac. I think that he is the right size between the two of them, that he'd be able to balance out them. And then I needed a guy that was not just a high flyer, but somebody who could do more map-based things. So that's where a Gulak or a Malenko could have come in, or a Jamie Noble, or you know, all sorts of different people like that. Neville, to me, though, I figure is the best for that. He is deceptively strong. He is fast, he can fly around, he can do ground-based things, and he would be around the same size as them. So, Ray is the smallest, Ray is your uber, uber baby face, Neville is a bastard, he is definitely the top heel out of this bunch, X-Pac is a bit of a tweener, Eddie's a bit of a tweener, you root for who you want to root for, I'm going to say that Either Neville comes into this as champion or more so Eddie goes in as champion and you got to go with Rey Mysterio catching them. He is able to do some kind of a, you know, flipping Huracurana that you would never see coming from a mile away or whatever it might be. Eddie catches a pin on maybe it's Eddie, maybe it's X-Pac. Maybe we leave Neville to feud with Rey Mysterio going forward. Let's continue the train here of these oddball championships and go into another one of those belts that sort of you can play around with it with like a lot of different people that have been champion over the years. And that one is the European championship. This, of course, lots of different Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Christian. Like, man, I really wanted to put Christian in this match, but I ended up going with the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, Owen Hart. D'Lo Brown and William Regal. Now, this is again where I say if I were to completely just replace everybody with who my favorites of these lineups would be, to be perfectly honest, I would replace D'Lo Brown with Christian or with some of the other people that have been in here. But D'Lo is very much a European championship guy. So I can't deny him a spot for this. 
And I could go with Christian instead of William Regal, but I thought that Regal has just a different style that would be better to work with the British Bulldog and with Owen Hart and all. So, yeah, I mean, it is the European Championship, and Christian is from Canada, so that doesn't really apply the same. We already have a Canadian in here with Owen Hart. So we go with the British Bulldog walking in as the European Champion and probably William Regal walking out as the champion. You know, going from one European champion to another European champion in that kind of sense. I could see Owen Hart stealing one. I could see D'Lo winning just because it's like, well, people probably would assume that he's not going to win this one. But I probably would go with Bulldog and uh, Owen are fighting with each other. They can't get on the same page. And in the process, Regal is able to knock out D'Lo with the brass knuckles. Going from one crazy championship to another, the Hardcore Championship. Al Snow versus Mankind McFoley versus Hardcore Holly versus Crash Holly. You knew that Crash Holly was going to be on this. Obviously, he was going to. And there are tons of other people. You could put Road Dog in here. You could put JBL. You could put The Undertaker. It was a Hardcore Champion. There were some women's Hardcore Champions. But I would go more so, look, we had the Becky and Charlotte versus Trish and Lita kind of, I mean, it's a four way, so it's all against each other, but you know, the sort of like the frenemies teams and all Al Snow and mankind. And then you got the Hollies. You got a four way there. You got mankind perfectly fine to go up against Al Snow, but the two of them could team up against the Hollies hardcore Holly and crash Holly did not just get along all the time. So they beat the crap out of each other too. I think hardcore championship i think mankind and i know that he did not put his stamp on that as much of a lot of other people did they want it more often they held it longer but i think mankind goes in as the champion crash holly comes out with the title he steals a victory he gets a a quick one in on bob holly towards the end whatever it might be we're gonna go crash as champion here which means let's go into the ecw championship the other hardcore side of it Tommy Dreamer versus Raven versus Taz versus Rob Van Dam. These four were easy picks for me. Because yes, I could go Sandman. There are plenty other people that have won the ECW championship. But when I think ECW title, I think Tommy Dreamer. When I think ECW, I think Rob Van Dam. And Rob Van Dam was not going to be one of my top picks for the Intercontinental title or the WWE title. Let's be perfectly honest. There are just way bigger fish to fry. So I wanted to put RVD in here. ECW championship, best spot for him. Didn't take me long at all to make this lineup. Raven could have been a great option for the hardcore championship. But again, Tommy Dreamer and Raven, you got a lot going on there. Tommy Dreamer and Taz. I mean, you know, you can play around with a lot of these and Taz, of course, has a different style than the others. Rob Van Dam's going to be the more high-flying of the bunch here. Tommy Dreamer's going to be more of a brawler. Raven's going to bring a lot more of the hardcore stuff into there. I think this is more of the heart and soul of ECW is Tommy Dreamer. He should go in as the champion, but he's sadly not going to leave with the title. I'm going to go with Raven actually winning the championship from him. I was leaning more towards Rob Van Dam for the longest time. 
And you could very easily go with Rob Van Dam doing that. But I think that sometimes you just need a little bit of a damn. Ah, the villain wins. And Raven's definitely the biggest heel out of this. So let's see if Rob Van Dam can beat the crap out of Raven in the future. You know what I mean? If we're going ECW, let's go WCW. This one pissed me off. <laughs> because I'm going to spoil a little of the something here. I immediately think three names. I think Ric Flair, Sting, and Goldberg. But I can't put Goldberg in there. Realistically, he needs to be in the universal title situation. Because there's only a few people that have won that. And we'll come back around to that to explain a little more. But that meant that I needed some other options. And thankfully, there are other options that are great, too. I settled on Ric Flair versus Sting versus Diamond Dallas Page versus Kevin Nash. I was very close to putting Big Van Vader here, Booker T, maybe even Scott Steiner, maybe Jeff Jarrett, you know, whatever you want to try to get like somebody from different eras or play around with some old, old, old school WCW, you know, some the, the like Lex Luger and all. We're going to come back around some of those names. Flair is a guarantee. He was going to be on this, obviously. Hulk Hogan was a very, very close option in my mind. I was really considering that. But then I thought, you know what? Save him too. Sting is really only viable for this. So I pretty much had to put Sting in there. Plus, Sting would have been my one of my go-tos no matter what. I want to get Sting on the card. DDP is hugely synonymous in my mind with the WCW championship, because he is sort of that not like he, he doesn't have the same character as like a John Cena type or anything, but like he was the people's champion and Kevin Nash represents the outsiders. So you've got the old school Ric Flair. You've got either the uh, crow sting or the surfer sting. I put the crow one on this graphic, but you could pretty much easily just go with the, Surfer one. Could have gone with Ron Simmons as well. You could have gone with Vader, as I mentioned. Uh, Booker T, very, very close. But then Kevin Nash is the outsider. It's the NWO. Diamond Dallas Page representing WCW from you know, the, that 90s type of range. Who's the champion going in? Who's the champion walking out? Well, originally I had Goldberg in mind. Of course, not going around with that. When I had Vader, I had a different idea in mind of him being the dominant champ. I'm going to go with Sting leaving with the championship and Ric Flair going in as the champion. So it's the classic story. Flair is that type of a heel. Sting is your baby face and Sting overcomes. Sucks to not have the NWO win that belt, but you know what? We don't need to have the NWO spray paint on it. Let's just keep it the WCW championship. So we have... Six more. And let's get this one out of the way because this one's a little kind of complicated, but the men's tag team championship. We're going to go the New Day versus the Hardy Boys versus the Usos versus the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, whichever one you call them. It sucks that you can't get more tag teams in here. And I thought I was like, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that whole eight team thing and just kind of play around with it. Now nah, I need to be a little stricter. So again, if you want 
the better match, you swap LOD with the Dudley boys. And if you were to say to me, that's your better match, you would take Road Warriors out of here. Look, I can't deny it. I think that that might be the better option in some ways. But the Road Warriors represent a different era. Hardy Boys can be the representation of the whole, like, uh, TLC kind of setup. Uh, the Usos and the New Day are the same era. But, you know, I could have put the New Age Outlaws in here. I could have put a couple on there once. I think ultimately the New Day and the Usos, despite them being in the same era, they are arguably the top two greatest tag teams of all time. So I didn't want to deny them. Now, who do you go with to fight as the New Day here? I love me some Xavier Woods. I said before, in many different ways, I want that guy to win the Intercontinental Championship. I want him to win the world title. I think that he is extremely underrated, like criminally underrated. But for the power balance and everything, I'm going to go Kofi and Big E with Xavier on the outside playing his trombone and getting involved and kind of, you know, messing around a little bit and all that's what I would go with here. So who are the champions going in? Who are the champions walking out? Most likely I'm going to go the new day walking in as the champions. And I'm going to go, I think the Usos winning the belts. Either the Usos win or the new day retain through a little bit of, Savior was, but I, I want the new day to be the baby faces here. I want this to be four baby face teams. I'll say that like it's new day, Hardy boys, Usos and road warriors. You could cheer for every single one of those teams and it's going to be perfectly fine. Yes. I know edge and Christian are missing from this and it's for good reason. Trust me. But this was a tough one to try to settle this down. This one took me a little while. Piss me off. <laughs> so let's get into the mid card titles a bit here. Let's talk about, how the United States championship is going to be working. This one has a couple obvious ones. So let's go John Cena versus Lex Luger versus MVP versus Harley race. Now you might be thinking, Tony went with Harley race. Really? Tony never mentions Harley race. Well, I'll go ahead and spoil that. Like, it's not really my major pick because I would go Bobby Lashley more than Harley race as far as like having a better match and putting on a better show and doing all that. But for the sake of trying to get some other eras in here and all, I think that a lot of people would probably vote Harley for that personal preference, Bobby Lashley and Neither of them would go in as champion. Neither of them would leave as the champion. So again, it wouldn't really factor in kind of like the Wesley and Velveteen dream thing. I would have John Cena go in as the champion. John Cena leaves as the champion. He is spinning that belt around. He is doing the salute. John Cena is your United States champion. He was a very easy pick for this so that I could not only have him be the big deal of this match, and realistically, if you're trying to build a card, you want to have the biggest names that you can possibly get on there. So you want to try to, you know, balance them out a little bit. But also, then I don't need to have John Cena in the WWE title match. That's important. 
But let's get an intercontinental here. So many people you could go with here. And I wish I could incorporate people like the Honky Tonk Man, Goldust, Jeff Jarrett, uh, maybe even Ultimate Warrior, or, you know, Rick Rude, like so a lot of uh, the older people that are in there too. The Miz, very, very close to being in this match. But I went with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, taking that kind of WrestleMania 3 type of uh, personification sort of here. You know, unfortunately, we're not going to toss Ricky Steamboat in here. But we're going to transition out of that era a little bit into Mr. Perfect. And he is in this match. We're going to transition out of him a little bit with Razor Ramon. My major, like if I think of the Intercontinental Championship, I think Razor Ramon more than I think of anybody else. And then we're going to go with the guy who won it more than anybody else. Chris Jericho, another guy that could have been in tons of these matches. Tag titles, Intercontinental, World Heavyweight, WWE title, whatever it might be. Jericho versus Perfect versus Macho Man versus Razor. This match would fucking rule. And these are four of my all-time favorites. So I love this. Who's champion going in? Who's the champion coming out? You have so many different options you could go with here. You could go perfect as the champion going in and him doing the whole like, and I retained and there you go. You could have perfect going in as the champion and losing because why well, didn't get pinned and it wasn't a perfect win for you, which that's what I would lean a little bit more towards. But Macho Man, great option for this. Razor, great option for this. Chris Jericho. I could see anybody walking in and anybody walking out. I would personally lean more towards Mr. Perfect walks in as the champion and the ultimate winner of the whole thing is probably Razor Ramon. I kind of feel like maybe Perfect and Savage Brawl, they get a little too heated on the outside and Razor pins Jericho. That way Perfect can be like, you didn't pin me. And Razor is one of the baby faces here. Jericho and Perfect are the heels. Macho Man and Razor are the baby faces. So Macho Man would be a great option to pin Jericho. That feud would be amazing if those two could have had a feud together, man. But I'm going to go Razor Ramon because there is a little bit of a sentimental favorite when it comes to that for me. Now we got world titles. We have three world titles. Remember how I said I couldn't get Edge and Christian in there for the tag titles? Well, that's because he needs to be in the World Heavyweight Championship match. We've got Triple H versus Batista versus Edge versus The Undertaker. Yes, I'm using the new World Heavyweight Championship because I see no fucking reason why that World Heavyweight Championship should not be a continuation of the lineage of the old one. And I hope that WWE decides to wake the fuck up and realize that down the line instead of just continuing this whole separate history kind of thing. But... Triple H is very synonymous with this belt. Batista has more to do with this than he does the other championship. And those two, of course, feuded with this. This is that SmackDown championship in a lot of ways, too. So I think Batista, Edge, Undertaker, that those couple of years where those three were kind of the focal points that we got WrestleMania 24, one of my favorite matches of all time, Undertaker and Edge in the main event there course i needed to get undertaker on this card and i could have put him in the world title i could have put him in a couple different things but i decided he if i think of undertaker holding up a world title i think of him holding up this one and i think of the feud with uh, feud with edge so there you go edge being in there 
as a heel, Triple H as a heel, Batista as a babyface, Undertaker as a babyface. Triple H is definitely walking into this as the champion. And since it's a four-way, I don't think I'd go Undertaker winning. Like I would personally be rooting for. I would probably go with either Triple H figures out a way to retain the title, or I'd go with Edge being the ultimate opportunist in winning this. Edge could very easily be the guy that takes the pin. I mean, Batista wins. Push comes to shove. If I got to make a decision right now, I'm going to say Triple H goes in as the champion. Triple H retains the title. Yeah. Now, the very first one of these that I said, I know at least two of these people, is the Universal Championship. Because it was like, all right, well, obviously, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. (laughs) And then it became, who the fuck else do I put on there? Because we've only had a few. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and Goldberg. That's not the best lineup of options, considering Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor were all in the NXT championship side of things. Now, Seth Rollins, I decided to go with for the NXT title because he was the first, so that took him out. Finn Balor, I decided to go with because he's held it those different times. That took him out. And to be honest, even though Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion, outside of that little history note, I don't consider him synonymous with that belt. I certainly don't with Bray Wyatt. And even though I'm a big fan of Braun Strowman, I don't think of him as that Universal Champion either. I think of it as the Goldberg thing with Kevin Owens. So that took Goldberg out of the WCW title picture. And realistically, this is the transition. Now, for instance, Brock Lesnar lost that Universal Championship to Seth Rollins. And then Rollins, of course, loses it. And they kind of carry this on and all. But I look at the Universal title's history. If you skip over the things that don't really matter, I kind of look at it as... All right, well, Finn Balor won it, but he kind of didn't. Let's go with Kevin Owens being that type of thing where he should have had the championship and they gave it to Goldberg. And then Goldberg lost it to Lesnar and Lesnar loses it to Reigns. That's kind of how it is. So who's the champion? Who's the champion in and out? That kind of thing. Brock Lesnar's the champion going in. Roman Reigns is the champion going out. It's the only way you can do it. It's the only thing that makes sense. I wouldn't go Goldberg as the champion going in. I mean, he's there to offset Brock. Kevin Owens is the guy that he's the underdog of the whole thing. It's obvious. Brock Lesnar's the champion going in. Roman Reigns is the champion leaving. Which means we only have one more championship left to talk about here, which is the WWE Championship, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, WWF world title, whatever you want to call it. I had, of course, an onslaught of options. And there are two ways that I could approach this. This is the Harley race situation. I have booked Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart versus Hulk Hogan versus Bruno San Martino. Now, you and I know I would not want Bruno in that match over Shawn Michaels. So, (laughs) who do I pick for this match? Replace Bruno with Shawn Michaels. 
who do I think the general scope of WWE in history would pick? It would probably be Bruno. Of course, you can throw in Bob Backlund. You can throw in Randy Orton, who's not been in this. There are tons of Andre the Giant, The Rock, somebody who, yeah, The Rock is not on this list. It sucks. You can't put everybody in there, but you got to do what you got to do. And ignoring some of those names and all, I think the best possible match you got going on here to try to keep that lineage going and to try to play around with some of those concepts. Brett versus Sean, Austin versus Brett, Austin versus Hogan, Brett versus Hogan, Sean versus Hogan. You play around with that, you're going to have a lot of fun. Who's the champion going in? Who's the champion leaving? Well, who are the heels? Who are the baby faces? Each one of these has had a run as a top baby face and a top heel. Where Hulk Hogan, of course, the NWO with the world championship over there as a heel, major Hulk Hogan baby face runs, of course, in the past. Brett mostly as the baby face, but his whole thing in the late 90s being champion as a heel that was fantastic stone cold steve austin of course mostly babyface in that regard Shawn michaels has the whole wrestlemania 12 and onward stuff as much as Shawn michaels is my favorite of all time sean would be in this match to make it better it wouldn't be to be the champion or to leave as the champion so i got to take sean out of the mix do you go with the sentimental stone cold stunner finish do you go with the Bret Hart squeaks by and figures out a way to retain? Or do you go with Hogan must pose? Well, who's the champion going in? Who could be heel? Who could be face? I kind of root for Shawn Michaels as a baby face. I kind of root for Bret Hart as baby face. I kind of root for Hulk Hogan as a baby face. And I kind of root for Stone Cold Steve Austin as a baby face. I think Steve Austin plays the de facto antagonist of everybody who's not a heel. I think Bret Hart gets into the tweener kind of category of I deserve to be the champion because I'm a better wrestler than all of you. I have better moral judgment than all of you. And he's kind of like, that guy's a little bit of a dick. I don't know if I, yeah, he's not a heel. He could be a little bit of a dick sometimes. Hogan, of course, is going in as the guy that you're like, of course, Hogan's going to win. You know, he always wins. He's always going to end up being the one standing at the end. I think, well, let's put it this way. If we go with the Bruno one without Sean, I think that Bruno goes in as the champion and Stone Cold leaves with the title. That it ends up being like, kind of the passing of the torch in some ways without, you know, skipping all the different time frames. But if we go with the Shawn Michaels version of this match, I think that you got to take obviously Bruno out. He's not the champion walking in. He's not the established name like that. I think the established name has to be Hulk Hogan. And then I think you need to come back around to stone cold hits the stunner. And we end up leaving the night with stone cold on top and that's your night of champions you know when you get to the ultimate night of champions that's what i can possibly get you guys so what do you think you like this concept do you want more of this 
do you want me to play around with this anymore? Do you want me to do some kind of a different version of this, different mock draft thing, get Rob and Callum's opinions, maybe see what they can book for an ultimate night of champions. If they would be like, what do you mean you would put the, uh, the Usos in the tag title match instead of, I don't know, uh, the Miz and John Morrison or something like that. Why aren't the clones in there? You know, uh, or maybe they think that a better representation instead of DDP in the WCW, WCW championship match would be somebody like uh, like Booker T. Or maybe they think that the NXT women's championship match should include an Ember Moon. There's an end, almost endless variety, obviously. Some matches you can't. NXT UK title? You're stuck with that. That's what it is. But anyway, that's what I got going on for this. I thought this was a neat enough concept to talk about it for our main event for this week. I am recording this in advance. I'm recording it at uh, one in the morning on the 10th. So you're going to be hearing this probably Tuesday or uh, the 11th or maybe Wednesday, whenever it is. I don't know if anything's happened in the meantime, that would be like, Hey, you know, uh, so-and-so has been canceled. They did something awful and you would take them out of the match, like a Velveteen dream type thing. Keep in mind, it hasn't happened when I recorded this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, this is fun. Hopefully you had fun. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Make sure that you are clicking around on all the different good things that you got over here. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Smart Moment. Make sure you are checking out fanboysanonymous.com for everything that's on the geek culture spectrum. Make sure you are checking out the Fantasy League over there at WWEFantasyLeague.com. Make sure you are checking out on the Fanboys Anonymous side of things, the Blueprint Project, which has all these different superhero type things and non-superhero stuff as well, like Star Wars, James Bond. Uh, I've got stuff from Terminator in there. Ghostbusters. I don't have that on the list right here, but I have Ghostbusters as like a, you know, what would I have done for a Ghostbusters 3? And there are, if there's something involved in something I'm a fan of rest assured. There's probably some kind of notes on the, the blueprint project, you know, power Rangers is in there and X-Men and Spider-Man and Superman and uh, Ninja turtles. And, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, including Pokemon. If you've checked out the previous things I did before, where I was like fixing generation one of Pokemon. That's a blueprint project thing. That's why aren't there gym leaders for every single type. And, why is Giovanni the uh, ground type gym leader? He should be the dark type gym leader and all that. So go over there, check that out, go in the link tree and, you know, I mean, check out the Batman and nighttime story and the power Rangers blueprint and all like that. But when you are over on the link tree, go and click on all the different links that you see there. Like the ones like Tony mango all over the place, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram threads, blah, 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 letterbox. You know, there's a million of those things. Head up to Patreon, check out the LinkedIn if you're into that kind of stuff, whatever. But just stay tuned as well to whatever is happening next. I don't know if Rob and Callum are going to record hot tags on their own. We might skip hot tags for the couple of weeks that I'm not able to record, or maybe they will. If they do, thank them in advance. If they don't, it's perfectly okay. We'll then be back around for the next thing that had been pre-recorded, which is our top rope list of our favorite wrestlers of all time. That was a long podcast. It was something like four hours long. So hopefully you enjoy that. 
Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you have a great day. I will see you later. This has been another Smart Out moment. And we're being counted out.